Hello everybody. My name is Lavanya and you're listening to The Full Time Show, Sportstar's Indian Super League special podcast where we review every single game of the ISL every single day. Now the game we have to discuss today is quite interesting because of how it sort of panned out. Chennai FC took on Odisha FC at their home ground at Chennai's home ground and what seemed like an easy win for Chennai sort of became this two all stalemate. Now my colleague Ashin Prasad was there watching this game live and he's got a lot of things to say and a lot of things to report from this game. So welcome Ashin. Hello Lavanya. Hello everyone. How was the game? <laughs> uh to put it shortly, uh, the first half was a drab. Mm-hmm. Uh Odisha could have made the most of its possession and uh, Chennai it seemed like they weren't up to the mark and they were uh, struggling to cope with Odisha's Uh, quick passing. Mm-hmm. Second half, they made some one uh, 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 a change in midfield. German Breit came on and he kind of like you know first things up for Chennai in the field. Uh, suddenly the tempo was much better to the game, and uh, even Odisha had to make a few changes uh, through injuries. So mm-hmm. that kind of also had a, a, a big say in how the match turned out in the second half. And uh, uh, then you, you saw like a Back to back goals, like so when Chennai right. hit to Nenuji's Vasquez, uh, Odisha immediately hit back to Cisco. Then Vasquez scored again. Then within like uh, maybe like within a ten minutes uh, span, uh, Odisha hit back again to Santana. Mm-hmm. And Josep uh, uh, Gamau, the Odisha FC coach, he uh, may uh, pointed out later on in the press conference that it was a game of mistakes where like you know teams committing the most mistakes. were getting punished and uh, whoever had committed the next mistake could have walked away with all three points which didn't did not happen fair enough fair enough but that's a very valid point in the sense that if you look at how the first half went by odisha was clearly sort of it had the slight upper hand if i if i may say so chennai was playing on the back foot they were waiting and seeing how they were pinned to their own half exactly uh, mm-hmm. yeah And, and they were just like waiting for opportunities right on the counter, which didn't uh, materialize too often. Correct, fair enough. But there was that really brilliant save from Vishal Kaith, isn't it? Was that in the first half? I think one from Cisco only. Like in the first half, it just seemed like you're right. From uh, Cisco in the first half, it mm-hmm. was uh, again a mistake from Chennai FC Masi Saigani. He uh, made a back pass which was intercepted, and Odisha was almost like you know through on goal. Before the uh, Vishal Kaith made the save of Cisco, uh, Eli Sabia uh, recovered back. And uh, he blocked Ariden Santana from. He actually denied Ariden Santana from taking a shot. Mm-hmm. So that was crucial as well. Masi was off the pace throughout the game, and even the 25th minute, uh, just outside his box, he gave the ball away cheaply. And uh, John Gregory on the touchline was he was like really frustrated. He just like quickly turned to the bench and he asked German Pete to like you know start warming up. Yeah, right. he actually thought like you know he was gonna. Make the change like then and there, but he waited until the uh, end of the first half. Mm-hmm. He probably actually could have brought him on early, which uh, considering like how poor Masi was. Yeah, yeah, and Masi in the first half he made ten, uh, attempted ten passes, and he could just complete seven. Oh my! It's not that his job is to be a passing midfielder, but uh, it's just like the game was just going past him, and uh, he wasn't. uh like Cisco was having a lot of joy in an around so he couldn't like, get to he, he could see that like whenever he was trying to chase down Cisco all he could do was like shove him from behind and 
he couldn't like dispose of him uh, right. off the ball yeah right right talking about possession actually one of the more interesting statistics if you look at how the game sort of ended is i mean be it the shots be it the shots on target be it the passes be it how much possession both teams had all of it goes in favor of odisha so when we talk about who should have probably walked away with the three points it would have it would have probably slightly turned to their favor isn't it yeah i mean like if you look at numbers then yeah it might say that but mm-hmm. these are didn't have didn't create, like they uh, so if you look at the numbers they were skewed by how good uh, they held on to the ball in the first half right and but the, the problem is that they didn't convert those uh, that possession into goal scoring opportunities mm-hmm. as much mm-hmm. is it is it fair to say ashin that in a sense even in the second half even the two goals that they managed to do both the goals that came for odisha were because chennai's defense was bad each time chennai was scoring the next couple of minutes they were just giving away a goal so yes they've sorted out one aspect of their problems in the sense that they've found how to get to the back of the net but they're also leaking goals on the other end aren't they uh it's a kind of a harsh assessment mm-hmm. um yeah but like also they are culpable for the uh, goals considered because if you look at how cisco scored the goal no one was marking him exactly exactly he was like left alone mm-hmm. and uh, if you look at the second goal uh, which they considered which mm-hmm. was by santana there was uh, two three players in and around uh, santana but like no one got close to him right but a lot of credit for that goal should go to nandakumar shekar by the way because mm-hmm. he held on to the ball uh, for a Uh, was quite well on the left flank he was evading challenges and running past people which frustrated chennai and it dragged in a lot of players to that side mm-hmm. and uh, from that i think uh, i think I, i'm not sure who was the player who uh, i think it was daniel who played the pass to uh, martin guerres who laid it on for santana and what a brilliant finish man right like, this guy is one of the the strikers in the league right now he is tied with sergio castell on top of that goal scorer stable with four goals each now in their games so that's interesting statistics going their way but i think now that we're speaking about these goals and we're speaking about these strikers we have to spare a thought for valskis as well because he managed both of chennai's goals today and they were brilliant goals the first one especially I, that was beautiful to watch from Toy Singh and Anirudh Thapa and then to him and then it finding the the back of the net that was just that was really nice what was that like to watch it in person cuz i mean it was very clearly i mean everything was going one way and then this goal goes in and then suddenly the entire stadium is erupting and then 3 minutes later you have Cisco going and equalizing and then there's pin drop silence when whenever home team scores there's a lot more like elation when it comes to uh because there's a lot of anticipation in the build up to the move because the fans are up in their seats and when the goal when you complete that move when where the ball goes into the back of the net and the fans just like you know jumping in unison uh, <laughs> in celebration that makes for a superb picture right if you're in a stadium and like like but it's a complete opposite like sometimes when uh, when when the away team comes and scores a goal mm-hmm. it because there is a lot of pin drop silence sometimes we wonder did they actually go in because <laughs> Because nobody is celebrating. <laughs> yeah, there's no one making a big deal out of it. Like I've always like had this uh, confusion in my head. Like, did it go in? Like, or was it like a side? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It, that's what happens. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so a quick look at the points table. So Chennai finds itself in the eighth position with five points from six games. Now this draw doesn't really help them in terms of getting up on that table because now we've when we've we're not in the beginning, we're not in the middle of the league, but we're at this crucial stage where every win sort of counts. So Chennai will want to get to your first phase of uh, yeah. Uh, matches are over. Like there are three phases in terms of like six, six, six right. matches. Like, right. Matches, right. So mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't look good, but if they can turn things around in the next two phases of exactly. six, six, six matches, right. they could get there. Yeah. That's true. So I think a positive for Chennai will definitely be that they're scoring now, but that defense is. Is a li- it's still a little iffy, and they need to sort of do something about that when they go back to the drawing board. Odisha FC, meanwhile, finds itself in sixth position with six points from their six games. So, again, I mean, they they still have a better sort of a team dynamic going there, and they have it, it's not as bad rather because they we know what they've been capable of. We know they have those strikers. But this is the thing with Odisha. Sometimes let's just look at Hotel uh, Gumbaz side because he was the coach last year with Delhi Dynamo as well. Right. He has a young team, and uh, it's just a case of they play. They sorry, they play a good football, mm-hmm. easy on the eye, but they can't like get get over the line. They can't get the results which right. can like put them uh, above up in the table. So right. this this year they have improved in the sense that like you know the young players have more experience under the belt. They mm-hmm. got good uh, foreign players. They uh, signed in uh, Cisco and uh, Arid and Santana. Right. But again, it, um, how many points they are currently fixed on the table? Mm-hmm. With, six, uh, points. Points six, six points. Six points. Right. Mm-hmm. Six doesn't make for great reading as well. Right. But uh, in terms of the number of defeats they have had this year is uh, pretty low from what it was last year. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing is like, yeah, one way you could look at it is that like they have been on the road for the first six matches. Correct, correct. Discounting the home match which they had in Pune, mm-hmm. uh, possibly like you know with the flurry of home matches which are yet to come for them. Yeah, they could uh, probably like profit from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. So uh, it's interesting that you should talk about this whole team traveling thing. So I think from there I'd like to draw your attention to something else. I think one of the most um, striking things for me from the post-match press conference was two things actually. One with Odisha FC is the fact that some of the substitutions today were very questionable because it sort of felt like Josep Gamba was sort of you know hitting himself in the foot, hitting his team in the foot rather, because they were just not helping them counter a very rejuvenated Chennai FC side, which is when they were making when they managed to score those two goals. So at one point we were wondering why is he making these substitutions or what 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 does he have in mind to sort of counter attack that Chennai attack? So what did he have to say, Ashin? What when you did you did anybody ask him this at the press conference? So yeah, they did, and uh, so this explanation was the changes which he made. Uh, Vinith Rai went off for Vikram Jit, and uh, Vinith was carrying a injury, so he had to replace him. Mm-hmm. And um, Carlos Delgado, the centre back. He also uh, had an injury through the second half, oh so he had to be replaced, and uh, he went with three defenders um, at that point. Mm-hmm. He actually made an attacking change. He got on Martin Guedes, an attacking midfielder, and went with three, three at the back. Right. There was an instance where uh, Chante was played uh, behind the defence, and his shot was blocked behind for a corner, and from that was what which led to the uh, Vasquez goal from the corner kick. Mm-hmm. Then um, again, 
she had to take off Debar. She explained that Debar was not feeling too well before the match. Okay. And uh, he felt that like you know he couldn't complete the whole full 90 minutes, so he had to take him off again. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of changes which he made, it, they were forced substitution. Okay. While the match was transpiring, it didn't seem like you know uh, they were the right decisions to make. Mm-hmm. But uh, now, now, now that like you know we got to hear from the coach, we think like you know that he had no other option. But It's a little inevitable, isn't it, for him as well? Right, fair enough. So the other thing would be now after this game, Chennai doesn't play for how many days now? About good ten, twelve days. Yeah. What What is that? Ninth of uh, December. Right, Gregory was not happy, was he? <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing he he wasn't like he had a rant at the start of the post-match press conference mm-hmm. where he said that like you know probably the ISL. It was a. uh sarcastic remark where he said that like you know probably someone in the ISL don't like the club so they are like you know have been hard done by but uh, on a serious note he felt that like you know his team has the worst fixtures mm-hmm. uh the season and uh, he noted that uh, on four occasions this year they are going to be playing uh back to back matches within the space of two days no oh, man Uh, you play a game mm-hmm. two days break and then you uh, play the next day uh, which is not true uh, they are actually doing that three times mm-hmm. uh, uh, this year three times uh, that's going to happen and the 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 other time which is will happen is the match uh, where they are traveling to jamshedpur on the 9 for okay. the match on the 9 mm-hmm. followed by northeast united on the 12 mm-hmm. uh, but one thing which uh, Which the ISL couldn't do much about was the fact that originally the match was scheduled for the 6th of December, but right. to, uh, the elections, elections being held uh, there, like you know, we had to defer the match to the 9th right. of December. Sorry, uh, sorry, to the 9th of December. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like he uh, one uh, statement which stood out from the rant was that he called the ISL scheduling most embarrassing and <laughs> he felt that it, it wasn't a level playing field come in compared to the other teams right yeah right fair enough and i mean actually, yeah, uh, i i actually also like to add that uh, in the other post match press conferences there have been two these also pointed out uh, <laughs> how bengaluru fc get the better end of the i <laughs> picture which you also point made a point to ஹைதராபாத் So Ashin what do you what do you think will happen in this game do you have a scoreline prediction I don't have a scoreline prediction but I can predict the win for Bengaluru FC Mhm yeah I uh, I just don't see how Hyderabad are going to get out of the situation they are in yeah. they have a in, if you look at the resources of both the teams there's mm-hmm. like a lot of uh, gap between them so is this going to prove too much for Hyderabad ஒன் 
ஒரு <laughs> 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 <laughs>